Good evening, Elizabeth Chapel Church family. Thanks for joining with us tonight in our online prayer meeting. Uh, we want to pray tonight for our school teachers that have gone back to school. Pray for our students. We're looking forward to school getting started back. And, and it's just good that you've joined in with us tonight as we pray. We're going to use one verse of Scripture. I was sharing this verse with you last week. And we were having a little bit of technical problems then, so I'm not sure you caught this verse. But it's Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. Now that's one of the minor prophets right there at the end of the Old Testament. Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. Here's what that verse says. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who trust in Him. I just love that verse, don't you? And I like what that says, that not only is the Lord uh, a stronghold in a time of trouble, and certainly we're in those kind of troubled times right now, and He's our stronghold, He is our anchor, but it says that the Lord knows those who are trusting Him. We're going to come back to look at that verse in a moment in our Bible study. But let's just pray for a moment for our school teachers, our kids that are going back to school. Here in a couple of weeks, we're going to be starting Wednesday nights back here at the building. We're getting things ready uh, to be able to do that. We'll be meeting at either 7 or 6.30 when we do. And hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to get back to uh, one service on Sunday mornings as well. So be praying about that. But join with me tonight as we pray. Father, I, I pray for our church family tonight. I know it's been hard on everyone. It, it's been such a different way of doing things as we're not able to shake hands, we're not able to hug, we're not able to do the things that we normally have done at church. But Father, your people here at Elizabeth Chapel have been so faithful. They've been so dependable. And God, they have honored you so much. We just pray your blessings upon our church family and, and help us to be able to get back to more of a normal kind of schedule real, real soon, if it be your will. We pray for our school teachers as they're beginning to prepare this week to start school next week. We pray for our kids as they go back to school, our teenagers, our high schoolers, our middle school and elementary school kids and our, our uh, little kids as they begin going back. May you keep them safe. May you keep your hand upon them. We know that they need the social development, the mental and emotional development that comes. We thank you, Lord, for the athletics in our community. We pray that, that as we begin school that you'll keep your hand upon us, that the uh, fall sports, winter sports, everything, Father, will be able to be brought back right this year that we can enjoy those things as families and community again because we know that all of that helps the development of all of our kids. Now we pray, Father, for the spiritual needs in our community, for our church. Lord, we know that you're going to just empower and be with us as we share the gospel, as we love our community, as we stand for the truth of Jesus. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, if you'll just join with me for a moment, we're looking at this thought in Nahum 1 verse 7. 
Also, if you also have your Bible, if you'll look at Mark chapter 5, we're going to begin there in a moment in verse number 25, looking at, at some application of this trust or this faith. Years ago, a good friend of mine, you know him well, pastors down the road at Upper Hilton, uh, Jimmy Arms, preached a sermon in our revival at a, when I was pastoring another church called Love and the Zero Factor. I've never forgotten about that title. It was a great title. And I'm borrowing some of that title and that idea from Brother Jimmy tonight. I want to look at this theme for just a moment with you, God and the trust factor. God and the trust factor. The scripture we looked at there in Nahum chapter 1 verse 7 says, Not only is the Lord good and a stronghold in the day of trouble, but don't miss this next little part. He said the Lord knows those who trust in Him. So God knows whether or not you and I trust Him tonight. He knows all about that, doesn't He? Well, let's look at that for a little bit tonight. Now, another guy that I want to borrow something from is uh, a guy that I heard speak many, many years ago, and I jotted down what he was saying. Tommy Lasorda, that old Hall of Fame coach, manager, of the L.A. Dodgers back in the day when the Dodgers were such a great baseball team. I heard him say one time that there were three kinds of baseball players. And boy, I perked my ears up because I love baseball. He said the three kinds of baseball players, here they are. There are those who make things happen. A second kind, there are those who watch what happened. And a third kind, there are those who wonder what happened. Now you can just imagine that, can't you? The kind of player that Tommy Lasorda would want isn't the guy that's watching it happen or especially the guy who sees it and wonders what in the world happened. That was so fast. But he was interested in those players that could make things happen. That clutch home run just when you need it. That pitcher that would strike them out just when the game was on the line. That third baseman shortstop who could turn a double play to win the game or to get out of a tough inning. Those guys that, that make things happen. Well, I want to take a little bit of leadway off of that outline of Tommy Lasorda tonight And I want to look at this scripture passage in this verse. The Lord knows those who love Him. Now when you think about that verse, there's about three different ways that I want to apply that scripture tonight. The first one is this. There are those who say they love the Lord. There are those who say I trust in the Lord. They say it with their mouth, but they don't really trust Him. They still are dependent upon themselves. They actually trust in their own ability 
to get themselves out of a jam or to get themselves the help they need. They actually trust in their own provisions rather than the Lord. They, they trust in their own creativity or their own ingenuity to, to make things happen or change things. Trust in their own strength, you might say. But yet, they would say to you, they would say to us, they would say to others, Oh yes, I'm trusting in the Lord, when actually they're not. You see, the scripture says the Lord knows those who are trusting in Him. You can't fool God. If you don't, if you don't trust Him, He knows that about you. So don't try to fake it. But then there's a second kind of folk in faith and in trust that I want to look at for a moment. Those who wish they could trust the Lord. They really want to. They know they don't. But they wish they could. Now I believe there's a lot of people like that. I believe there are a lot of Christians with good intentions. They wish they could trust the Lord. They, they try to trust Him. They hope to trust Him. But, but, but they oftentimes fail. And many of us have been in that situation many times. Do you know what James says in chapter 1 about that kind of person? James says that that person who wishes they could trust God, they don't need to think that they can receive anything from the Lord. Because James says in verse number 6, that we're to ask in faith without wavering. And James says in his epistle there, that if we ask doubting, the Lord's not going to work. If we ask and we don't think God can, or we don't think God will, or we don't think God wants to, we're just wishing that we could trust in the Lord, we're just wishing God would straighten this mess out, God says, I, I know you're like that and I know all that. And you don't need to think. Don't think for a minute. Don't fool yourself to thinking that I'm going to work in your life and what you're praying about because I know that you're not trusting me. I know that you're not giving up on your own self to simply rely and trust me. But then there is the third kind of trust. Again, sort of borrowing this example from Tommy Lasorda, there are those who actually trust in the Lord. They really trust Him. They're actually depending upon Him. That is the woman in this story in Mark chapter 5. They actually know there are other voices out there, but they're not listening to them. There were other things they've tried, but it didn't work. So they have no other choice. And so you and I need to come to the point where we can say, Yes, Lord, you know that I am trusting in you and you alone. Now that's this lady. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Listen to it just a moment. It says, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. She had had this sickness, this impalement a long time. She had suffered many things of many physicians. She had gone from doctor to doctor to doctor. 
It says in that verse, she had spent all of her money. She was now broke. She spent everything, but grew worse. Can you imagine, my friend, having this for 12 years? You've exhausted everything you know, every penny, every dime you have. There is no hope. You're not getting better. You're not getting worse. Better, you're getting worse. Life is just not worth the living. But in verse 27, something changed in her life. And here's what changed. She heard about Jesus. Now that's verse 27. She heard about Jesus. She heard Jesus could heal. She heard Jesus could change things. Jesus was not limited to things in this world that you can see, that you can smell, that you can hear, that you can taste. Jesus had no limitations upon him. She realized he can do anything. He can do the impossible. So she thought to herself, well listen, I'm going to just simply trust in Jesus. I'm going to call upon Him. And she, she developed this plan, this, this way. She heard about Jesus coming down the road and she slipped into the crowd. She got down along the, the, under everybody's knees, down below all of the crowd. The crowd was touching Jesus. They were pulling at Jesus. Everybody wanted to see Jesus. But this lady wasn't interested in necessarily seeing Jesus. She said to herself, If I can simply touch the hem of His garment when He passes by, if I can just touch His garment, I will be healed I will be made whole. And that's exactly what she did. It says in verse 29, Immediately when she touched the hem of his garment, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her suffering, of her affliction. What a move of faith that this woman demonstrated to you and I. Jesus stopped when this happened to him. And he said to his disciples, Who touched me? He said to the crowd, Someone has touched me. The disciples sort of got a little bit agitated there and said, Jesus, what are you talking about? Who touched you? Hundreds of people have touched you, Jesus. Well, what are you talking about? Who touched you? Jesus says, Oh no, oh no. There was someone touched me with great faith. And I know it. And when that person touched me, I felt this surge, this drain. I felt this power going out of me. I want to know who touched me. And the Bible says that this lady, verse 33 Fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, that she had been healed, immediately fell down before him and told Jesus the whole truth. That's how we know about this story. She said, Jesus, I'd been to all those doctors. I'd spent all this money. I'd given up. I didn't think I had any hope. I thought I was going to suffer with this the rest of my life. 
But she said, when I heard about you and how you healed other people, I just knew if I could just touch your garment, I would be healed. And Jesus looked at that woman and he said to her in verse 34, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your plague. My friend, do we realize tonight what a powerful, powerful story that is for you and I in this time we're living in? Jesus looked at that woman and make no mistake, friend, you can doubt Jesus all you want to. You can listen and read some liberal theologian all you want to. You can think about it in your mind and explain it all away if that's what you choose to do. But friend, here's the facts. The facts are this. Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Because of your faith touching my garment, that's the difference. All these other people touched me, but it didn't happen for them like it did you. It happened for you because you had faith in me. Listen to me, friend. Nahum 1.7, our verse that we've looked at now, I've looked at it and prayed over it for several weeks, and I'm praying it for you and my family and others that I know the verse of Scripture that says Jesus God is our stronghold in the day of trouble. Oh, and by the way, He knows those who trust in Him. If you're not trusting in Jesus, friend, He knows it. And don't, 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 don't blame Him when great things do not happen in your life. He says, you, you trust me by faith. You lay hold of me by faith. Don't waver. Don't doubt. You call on me. Don't make other provisions. You depend upon me to come through. You trust me by faith. And I know it. And when you trust me by faith. And I know your heart. I'm coming through for you. I'm going to do for you. And I will say to you. Just like I said to her. Son, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has changed the course of your life. Your faith has changed the direction of your life. Your faith has changed the circumstances that you're living in because you've placed your faith in me. My friend, I hope you will join with me in doing that. School teachers, as you go back to school, don't go back to school in fear. Go back to school teaching in faith. Kids, go, don't go back to school in fear. Go back to school in faith. Parents, don't be afraid for your children. Let your children live. Let them grow up. Let them trust God. Let God take care of your children. He loves them more than you love them. Put them in His hands. Say, Lord, I give you my kids. I give you my grandchildren. Turn them over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let Him do His work in their life. Your faith, daughter, has made you whole. Would you bow with me as we pray, as we close? God, give us that measure of faith that we need. We want that great faith, God. We want strong faith. 
Our desire is mountain-moving faith. We don't want to be a doubter. We don't want to be a wisher. We want to be a, really a person of great faith. Because our faith is in a great God. A God that can change history. A God that can move mountains. A God that can heal sickness. A God that can raise the dead. God, our faith is in you and in you alone. And we place that faith in you without doubt or wavering. Lord, we love you. We honor you. And we praise you this very day. Now bless the Elizabeth Chapel Church family. Bless others that our church may pass this along for them to listen to as well, that you might strengthen the body of Christ and save those who will place faith in Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us tonight, and may God bless you.